Fest Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you for coming tonight to Mad Toast Live. Really thrilled to be here once again with our friend Mark Adkins and Subvocal.
this is the new Thank setup, you. isn't it? This is the, the new duo format of, of sub-vocal. That's right. We're yeah. the, uh, what you might call the, the flute rendition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if a flute is grief, then yeah. here we are. <laughs> but it, you're, you, Mark, you've always had such a uh, full sound. I mean, you, you do solo shows as well, right? I do. And, uh, and uh, Mr. Uh, Greg Thornburg has been a, a musical partner over the years in various, right? Like a long time ago, and now again. 10, 12 years, I think. Yeah, 10, I think, yeah. yeah. But oh, not, not in kind of in the interim, is, is that right? There was a time when, uh, yeah, we weren't playing together, but uh, yeah. I was just doing the three-piece yeah, with we, uh, Steve and Vanessa. Found right. our way back together. Yeah. yeah. So the last time, I think it was about three years ago, I didn't check the records exactly, but we had, we had the full band on here. And just to kind of say right up front, a loss, a big loss of our, our friend, uh, mutual friend Steve Pingree, great cellist, who is a major part of the sound. Yeah, he the was band. an incredible human, and yeah. nobody's doing what he was doing on cello. Yeah. Nobody is doing what he does on cello. Right. I assume he's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah maybe that. <laughs> he's here with us today. Yeah. Oh, is he really? You've got him programmed in. Got a little bit of him right there on the... Oh, oh. that is awesome. Is that right? Oh, that's very cool. Uh, excellent. And, well, that said, too... That's a um, lot of love. That's a lot of love. Yeah. Um, the new album that you've been working on, you did a Kickstarter program. It's not, not done yet, but I understand that Steve, is, uh, you have some tracks that maybe he's actually going to be on. There's uh, probably going to be three tracks, um, at least two tracks with Steve. Uh, okay. Some recordings um, that we had made that were intended to be uh, finished at some point. They were yeah. rough mixes of new ideas and... You know, I always sort of go overboard with my rough mixes, and I kind of fully mix them. And uh, I lost the files, and all I had left oh. was the mixes that I had made. Yeah. So I'm glad I sort of did as good a job as I could at the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, what a sinking yeah. feeling. Oh my God. I can't. So even I mean, I, I can't do anything with them other than master them at this point. Right. But uh, they're they're good though. They're they're really good mixes. In fact, I left a couple of samplers on the tables if you see one pick it up you're welcome to it sweet you'll hear us and see, yeah you got it and uh if there's any ones that are unclaimed you can grab those too um steve you'll find steve on there okay yeah now the the um the, the big one that really brought you nikki's room the cd really brought you to uh, certainly attention here in madison and regionally but but elsewhere uh several mama awards madison area music industry awards for that for that recording, and I'm sure for this new one that's coming out, so I, I hope. You know, Nikki's Room is a tall order to uh, compete with. And yeah. I, I actually worry about that all the time, but um, it's, it's gonna be good, because we're gonna have yeah. fun doing it like we did with Nikki's Room, it's, and I'm just gonna painstakingly go over it until I'm satisfied, and it'll be good. Okay. Yeah. It'll be good. The song, there's some uh, really good new songs. That last song, Black, is uh, one of our new ones going on there. Um, got a couple more we're going to play tonight, I think. Okay. Songs. Well, please, uh, please have at it. We'd love to hear some more. We'll talk some more in a little play bit. Play another one. Okay, well, this, this, is, uh, this is an older song, and it's, it's a song I wrote that Vanessa always used to sing, and when we played together, and I swear to God, every time we played it, I, <laughs> I would always feel 
I don't jealous or something having her sing it because I love this song. She did a great job. Don't get me wrong. And we recorded her on the album. She's on Nikki's room singing this song. She yeah. does a wonderful job. And I can't compare my voice with hers at all. But I love this song and I love singing it. So it's it's been kind of a joy to be able to sing, sing you know, play this song. Yeah. Without without uh, the lovely Vanessa Tortolano. <laughs> It's called Ghost. It's a, a dream.
to describe what I'm thank you I got to do my best to describe what what you're doing just from my eyeball on it um, I love the openness of what you're playing I love that you use the effects in the exact way to make it sound like a whole bunch more than two people and I love the simplicity does it sound like that oh yeah don't you think? Yeah. It's, um, and your That's guitar good. part is like a mantra, and then the yeah. lyrics are different and keep moving. It's really, really a cool sound. I don't know anybody else who sounds like this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's very cool. Yeah. Like your, your uh, friend, former lead guitar player with the band, uh, Mr. Mr. Br uh, Brad Graham, described it, ambient psychedelic folk noir. You still use that term? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I really like it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's perfect. It's a really good term. I, mean, I thought it was genius, and nobody else has come up with anything better. So. <laughs> Ambient psychedelic folk noir. I, like, yeah. I especially like the folk noir part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't speak French, you know, so I just found out not that long ago that noir means black or dark. Right? Black, yeah. Yeah. You I know, know, for years I liked that, and I didn't know noir meant black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, really, seriously, I'm not dumb. And then for a couple of years, or three, you know, and then finally when I found out, it's like, wow, I really like it. Even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so how, what brought you to this point? I mean, this is another big question here, but, so born, born in, uh, this is, a, I love this story. It's born in upstate New York. I mean, this huge dichotomy. Born in upstate New York, moved to L.A. at the age of three, presumably... <laughs> Uh, it wasn't your decision, probably. Your your mother, brother, and sister <laughs> moved to L.A. Move to and wound up in this middle-class neighborhood in Watts, that's just right. in time for the Watts riots. That's right. What was your, do you have any recollection of that as oh, a yeah, three-year-old? I remember my uncle coming to our uh, house, and I don't remember seeing it, but I remember talk of him having his gun no. and how we were all to leave the house immediately and go with him, and we did. We all left the yeah. Slauson Boulevard was the big street where the riots were. And they burned city block after city block after city block was burning. And that was one block from our house. Oh, man. So he came and got us, and we left with him and went to, uh, you know, Inglewood or somewhere. Yeah. Did you go back, move back there? Oh, yeah. 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 All, my, you know, all my childhood buddies were black. We, yeah. all, we all played and loved each other and yeah. beat each other up and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they called me Cracker, and I called them, you know, bad names I had learned. <laughs> So, so coming from sunny California, and most people's obviously stereotypical vision of you know the Beach Boys, etc., and this kind of influences of sunny California. Uh, did how did that? How did how did you wind up having I guess a much a much darker um, psychedelic uh, folk noir bend here? Are you asking me what makes me? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah. Are you asking me so. why I tech or what I yeah, why? why I tech or yeah yeah. <laughs> 
Is my girlfriend here? Maybe she could answer that. That could explain why. I, uh, you know, I lived in the woods for many years. Oh, yeah. And um, living in the woods, solitary, for some months at a time sometimes. And I lived in a tent for four years, for instance, mm -hmm. like a pup tent. And um, I wasn't playing guitar then, but I guess I was thinking. <laughs> and I really believe that that's a lot of why I do the mantras, you know, the arpeggios and just no bridges, you mm -hmm. know, verse chorus, because I sort of learned how to meditate just by living at that time. I never practiced meditation, but I'm telling you, when you go silent, when you're just silent and all you hear is hummingbirds and bees and the creek, it changes you cellularly. Well, I, I, imagine, I mean, time becomes kind of irrelevant in a certain way, doesn't it? I mean, well, I yeah, can't understand. Yeah. I've never done that. But. I mean, I was a weed grower, too, so time was relevant in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a farmer, but uh, right. no, no, I know, I know what you're saying, and, and it's yeah. true. Time is, time was sort of, well, I don't know how to explain it. It, it was not meaningless, but yeah. it had a very different meaning from what time means to me here, the way I live. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get somewhere. You don't have a, an appointment that you're thinking of in the back of your mind, per se, I would think. Yeah, not only that, but you feel the passing of time in a really different way. Okay. You know, like, like here I feel the passing of time because I know that at 12.30 I have to drop my daughter off at preschool. Mm -hmm. And at 4.30 I have to be there to pick her up. And, you know, and I, I look at a clock when the sun's going down and I know that the sun goes down at 5. But there you just sort of felt those times. Mm -hmm. you, you sort of, you just felt time in a completely different way. I suppose one could be terrified of that in a way. I, we're, we were sitting around the campfire talking with our good friend Bob Westfall last night, actually, a couple nights ago, and he was kind of a really back to the back to the woods kind of guy, and he's done a lot of camping, a lot of like really, you know, deep woods gone for a long time kind of stuff. And he said at some point for him, you know, he always kind of wanted to do that on some level, but then realized, whoa, so for the people that really are there for a long time, that's a fundamentally different. At some point, he's like, I've just got to get back to. You know, I've got to talk to somebody. So that fundamental, I mean, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I can't imagine. I mad imagine most people can't really imagine what that's like. Yeah, well, I do remember being pretty hungry for, yeah. you know, contact with other humans. Okay. So you never really get over that? Well, you know, you definitely get over that, but you still need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if you didn't get over it, you couldn't live that way. You'd go crazy really quickly. Yeah. So, and most people, my neighbors, we, we all, all my neighbors were either cool or crazy. There really was no in between. <laughs> there was like, you know, Nam Tom who lived in a shack by himself up at the top of the hill on his hundred acres that right. you never wanted to be caught on his property. Vietnam vet guy who was just, just whacked. Yeah. And he would come to visit and eat with us, you know, and we would bring him food occasionally when we were invited, but it was real tenuous. He was totally anti, so he was, he was gone. And then there were the cool people who were like, you know, they lived the same way as me and Nam Tom and everyone else, but they were like craving the attention. And so when they got it, they were mellow and loving and open yeah. and, and welcoming and gracious. This is a really stupid question, but did you have pets? 
Like a dog or anything with you? I once ate a dog. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't really have pets. We didn't have time or money for it. Okay. I, mean, yeah. I, I had pets at some point when I lived out there. I lived there for years, but the first five or six years were pretty rough. Yeah. No pets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No pets. We couldn't afford them. Right. Yeah. Well, I've, we've got some more questions, but we certainly wanted to hear some more music, too. Well, yeah. this is a song yeah. I wrote about somebody who I knew when I lived there. And uh, you guys know it, Judy. It's about Judy Berry. Yeah. It's about uh, environmental activist Judy Berry, for those of you who don't know. Um, she was a, a, a workers' rights activist for many years, and then when they started cutting down the redwoods, she uh, became an uh, environmental activist and did a lot of good. And she was assassinated, essentially, attempted, uh, blown up in Oakland, and I forget when now, and uh, died some years later, not directly from her injuries, but they weakened her body. Mm -hmm. She ended up getting cancer and dying. But she's probably the most incredible woman all have ever had the pleasure of knowing.
Thank you. Man, you guys are so connected. I mean, I hate to, you know, call attention to the man behind the curtain here. I mean, it's such, such beautiful stuff. But um, I don't know, for, for those of you, of you in the audience, these guys are on, using in-ear monitors. So they're, I mean, it's a different world. You guys are in a world, your own world, when you're doing this. And I love it. I mean, it's just as a musician, we talk about it sometimes, but everyone has different kind of cues. And you guys are not even having to look at each other. And I see communication. And, and you do look at each other occasionally, too, but just so tight. So I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass you, just a comment. I, I try it. not to look at Greg, because every time I do, I get kind of horny. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. All right. <laughs> Wasn't going to go there, but now that you guys brought it up. And I feel the chill of death when he looks at me. So. <laughs> Greg, what, what's your music background? Uh, actually, it's pretty extensive. I started playing guitar at the age of six uh, and um, played that for, you know, non-professionally, of course, for quite a while. And then uh, picked up the drums after my sister started playing in high school. And I just took to it. Uh, I had a, a little bit more natural ability uh, behind the drums. Uh, that I did on guitar, um, and uh, when it came time to decide on a major for college, I chose music, so I, I got a degree in music uh, from UW-Green Bay, and that encompassed a lot more of uh, percussion and drumming. Uh, they, they emphasized orchestral percussion and right. Afro-Cuban uh, percussion, and um, you know, it was just a whole new world for me, and um, music theory, I mean, we had to learn everything from piano to um, all the history of music and, and so it's pretty extensive and then after college, um, you know, I got a real job and and um, uh, Still have a real job, but uh, but I so the nice thing about that is I get to play music for joy for pure joy And uh, I get to pick who I play with and it's not a paycheck to paycheck kind of a thing and and um, So yeah, I've, I've been playing with Mark about ten years and I play uh, with a couple of other groups here in town and um, as a soloist also. Who do you play with here in Madison? Uh, I play with the Getaway Drivers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, um, I also, there's a startup band. We don't have a name yet, but we're writing some songs. And I just finished a solo uh, acoustic guitar CD, uh, fingerstyle guitar. And cool. um, so, yeah, I, I've been keeping pretty busy lately. So we're talking to uh, Greg Thornburg, Gregory Thornburg. So you can also check out where he's going. Uh, so And we're, we're here with Mark Atkins and, and Subvocal. And you can find out more at subvocal.net, right? Still the best spot? That's correct. Okay. And we have CDs back there. Uh, we have our live CD. Uh, some of it was recorded from this show. Okay, cool. And we have Nikki's Room, the award-winning Nikki's Room back there. Yes. And if you buy them both for today only, you can have them for $10 each. There you go. All right. <laughs> What do you or have? two for 20, is that? Two for 20, yeah. Two for 20. Yes, two yeah. for double, yes. So what do you have for us now? What, oh, what, what, what are you going to play next? What are you going to play? I'm going to play uh, our new rendition of Possession. Cool. Okay? Yeah. All right, so. Let's just luck, boys and girls. Good luck.
Beautiful, thank you. You can go to subvocal.net to find out more about what they're up to and what they've been up to and, and find out about the CD that's gonna be out very soon. Mark Adkins and Subvocal, subvocal.net. Yeah, we'd like to give special thanks to Andy LaVallee from Bear Sound, our technical producer and recording engineer, our front of house engineer, Taylor Ryan, our audio intern, Kyle Austin, our video intern and camera operator, Alice Dusler, the Brink Lounge, WORT 89.9, and thank you for listening.